and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I am so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. truly is a beautiful Bible for your home, for you and your family. And you can find one today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 236, and we are at the beginning of week 48. And if you are just discovering the podcast today, please don't feel like you are so far behind. That is not the point of this podcast at all. You can absolutely join in today, finish out the year right here with us, and pick up on all the episodes before this one, and that can be your year in the Bible experience. Or you can just say, you know what, I'm here, and day one episode is already recorded, so you can stop this episode and go to the day one episode and start today. Either way, I'm just so grateful that you have found the podcast. Welcome. If you've been here since the beginning, what a wonderful, incredible year it has been. I truly hope that you have had that same experience, and I'm just so very grateful to have had you here with me doing this. So today, we're going to be reading Zechariah 9 through 11 and 1 John 5. Zechariah chapter 9, Prophecies Against Neighboring Nations. The burden of the word of the Lord is against the land of Hadrach with Damascus as its resting place, for the eyes of men, especially of all the tribes of Israel, are toward the Lord. And Hamath also, which borders on it, Tyre and Sidon, though they are very wise, for Tyre built herself a fortress and piled up silver like dust and gold like the mire of the streets. Behold, the Lord will dispossess her and cast her wealth into the sea, and she will be consumed with fire." Ashkelon will see it and be afraid. Gaza, too, will writhe in great pain. Also, Ekron, for her expectation, has been confounded. Moreover, the king will perish from Gaza, and Ashkelon will not be inhabited. And a mongrel race will dwell in Ashdod. And I will cut off the pride of the Philistines. And I will remove their blood from their mouth, and their detestable things from between their teeth. Then they also will be a remnant for our God, and be like a clan in Judah, and Ekron like a Jebusite. But I will camp around my house because of an army, because of him who passes by and returns, and no oppressor will pass over them any more. For now I have seen with my eyes. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal, of a donkey. 
I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem, and the bow of war will be cut off, and he will speak peace to the nations, and his dominion will be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Deliverance of Judah and Ephraim. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I have set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, O prisoners, who have the hope. This very day I am declaring that I will restore double to you, for I will bend Judah as my bow, I will fill the bow with Ephraim, and I will stir up your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, and I will make you like a warrior's sword. Then the Lord will appear over them, and his arrow will go forth like lightning, and the Lord God will blow the trumpet, and will march in the storm winds of the south. The Lord of hosts will defend them, and they will devour and trample on the sling stones, and they will drink and be boisterous as with wine, and they will be filled like a sacrificial basin, drenched like the corners of the altar. And the Lord their God will save them in that day, as the flock of his people, for they are as the stones of a crown, sparkling in his land. For what comeliness and beauty will be theirs. Grain will make the young men flourish, and new wine the virgins. God will bless Judah and Ephraim. Chapter 10. Ask rain from the Lord at the time of the spring rain, the Lord who makes the storm clouds, and he will give them showers of rain, vegetation in the field, to each man. For the for the teraphim speak iniquity, and the diviners see lying visions and tell false dreams. They comfort in vain, therefore the people wander like sheep. They are afflicted because there is no shepherd. My anger is kindled against the shepherds, and I will punish the male goats. For the Lord of hosts has visited his flock, the house of Judah, and will make them like his majestic horse in battle. From them will come the cornerstone, from them the tent peg, from them the bow of battle, from them every ruler, all of them together. They will be as mighty men, treading down the enemy in the mire of the streets in battle, and they will fight for the Lord will be with them, and the riders on horses will be put to shame. I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, and I will bring them back, because I have had compassion on them, and they will be as though I had not rejected them, for I am the Lord their God, and I will answer them. Ephraim will be like a mighty man, and their heart will be glad, as if from wine. Indeed, their children will see it and be glad. Their heart will rejoice in the Lord. I will whistle for them to gather them together, for I have redeemed them. And they will be as numerous as they were before. When I scatter them among the peoples, they will remember me in far countries, and they with their children will live and come back. I will bring them back from the land of Egypt and gather them from Assyria, and I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon until no room can be found for them. And they will pass through the sea of distress, and he will strike the waves in the sea so that all the depths of the Nile will dry up and the pride of Assyria will be brought down, and the scepter of Egypt will depart. And I will strengthen them in the Lord, and in his name they will walk, declares the Lord. The Doomed Flock, Chapter 11 Open your doors, O Lebanon, that a fire may feed on your cedars. Wail, O Cyprus, for the cedar has fallen, because the glorious trees have been destroyed. Wail, O oaks of Bashan, for the impenetrable forest has come down. There is a sound of the shepherd's wail, for their glory is ruined. There is a sound of the young lion's roar, for for the pride of the Jordan is ruined. Thus says the Lord, my God, pasture 
the flock doomed to slaughter. Those who buy them slay them and go unpunished, and each of those who sell them says, Blessed be the Lord, for I have become rich, and their own shepherds have no pity on them. For I will no longer have pity on the inhabitants of the land, declares the Lord. But before I will cause the men to fall, each into each each into another's power, and into the power of his king, and they will strike the land, and I will not deliver them from their power. So I pastured the flock, doomed to slaughter, hence the afflicted of the flock. And I took for myself two staffs, the one I called favor, and the other I called union, so I pastured the flock. Then I annihilated the three shepherds in one month, for my soul was impatient with them, and their soul also was weary of me. Then I said, I will not pasture you. What is to die, let it die. And what is to be alienated, uh, annihilated, let it be annihilated. And let those who are left eat one another's flesh. I took my staff, favor, and cut in pieces to break my covenant, which I had made with all the peoples. So it was broken on that day, and thus the afflicted of the flock who were watching me realized that it was the word of the Lord. I said to them, If it is good in your sight, Give me my wages, but if not, never mind. So they weighed out thirty shekels of silver as my wages. Then the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, that magnificent price at which I was valued by them. So I took the thirty shekels of silver and threw them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Then I cut in pieces my second staff, Union, to break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. The Lord said to me, Take again for yourself the equipment of a foolish shepherd. For behold, I am going to raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for the perishing, seek the scattered, heal the broken, or sustain the one standing, but will devour the flesh of the fat sheep and tear off their hoofs. Woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock. A sword will be on his arm and on his right eye. His arm will be totally withered and his right eye will be blind. First John chapter 5, Overcoming the World Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the the water only, but with the water and with the blood. It is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and the three are in agreement. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For the testimony of God is this, that he has testified concerning his Son. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. This is written that you may know 
These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask God, will he shall ask God and he shall ask and God will for him give life to those who commit sin not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I do not say that he should make request for this. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not leading to death. We know that no one who is born of God sins, but he who was born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, guard yourselves from idols. And those are our readings today. So, Zechariah 9.9 is um, an incredible prophecy. I will read it to you one more time. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in the New Testament, it says that Jesus asks for a colt. He needs one so that he can go into Jerusalem to fulfill what the scriptures said. So incredible. And also here uh, in chapter 11, about the worthless shepherd, the doomed flock and the worthless shepherd. Um, Chapter 11, verse 17. Woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock. A sword will be on his arm and on his right eye. His arm will be totally withered and his right eye will be blind. This, a lot of um, scholars believe, points to the Antichrist, that description. And how beautiful it is in First John today, overcoming the world. So beautiful. And we as as it says here in five in um chapter five verse nineteen, we know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Satan is the ruler of this world, but as it says right here, as And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God in eternal life. Jesus came to to save us, to redeem us, to bring us salvation, and to create the new covenant. 
And as I was talking about Zechariah 9.9, how Jesus came in on the, um, on a colt, right? A donkey, foal of a donkey. And many in Jerusalem did not recognize him as their king. But, I mean, it says right here, rejoice. O daughter of Jerusalem, rejoice. And some of them did not. And so, by the incredible works of Paul, um, the apostle who his mission was for the Gentiles. That includes uh, that includes me, and, and maybe that includes you. Uh, any any non-Jewish that would be the Gentiles. And Jesus is all of our. He he's he is a savior for all of us, Jews and Gentiles, everyone, all of us. Believers, non-believers. And he came so that we would know that, that we would know God, that we would know him, that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we would understand who rules this world, and that we are born of God, and that is our victory, our faith. This, I mean, it. looking at things this way, it's just, it's so incredible. This book, this life-giving book that we have. And it just, it leaves me speechless at times. And I did hear this, though. I can't remember who it was, but a thing to remember is that we are not always going to experience this feeling of awe or joy, or, um, you know, just the, the positive feelings, right? We're not always going to experience that when we read the Bible, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't continue to read it, because on the days that we do receive the just joy and peace, that only Jesus can bring. When when we read on those days, we we can we can rejoice and enjoy it even more. So on the days when we're not feeling, you know, oh that that wasn't a very powerful message, or I didn't receive what I wanted to receive today out of reading the Bible, that is where we are called to rejoice, to call upon joy before it comes. And I'm going to make a note of this too to remember this because that those are the times when we when we just aren't feeling, you know, at peace within, or uh, when we just aren't in a very joyful place. And that is life; it's guaranteed. That is when we rejoice, and when we read the Bible, and the joy comes, we can celebrate. <laughs> And praise his name, right? It's so incredible.
Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to just understand your story for us, your purpose, and our purpose with you. It is such a grand and perfect plan, and we place our full trust in you, Lord, with our lives, with the lives of our friends and family members. We place our full trust in you, and we rejoice and give you, give you praise. Thank you for your blessings, your provision, your protection, your guidance. And help us to be humble servants like your son, Jesus. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.